Hi everyone, you're listening to Mary Read Scripture, a production of the Ephesus School Network. I'm Mary, and today I'll be reading and you'll be hearing from the Book of Romans. Let's begin, as we always will, by hearing Scripture. Today's reading is from Romans chapter 1, verse 22 through 25. Professing to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man, and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness, in the lusts of their heart, to dishonor their bodies among themselves, who exchanged the truth of God for the lie, and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. Welcome back. The passages we will be covering over the next few weeks are going to be challenging and will need particular care and attention to detail, as Paul will begin discussing a long list of unrighteous human behaviors that we may find difficult to hear. I will continue breaking up these passages in my usual manner so that I can dig deeper into what the text is saying and explore the Greek, while also keeping my episodes short and easy to digest. In doing this, I want my listeners to know that I'm not singling out any particular human behavior as more unrighteous than the next. We have a habit of using biblical passages for our own agendas, whether that is to lift ourselves up spiritually or to make ourselves feel righteous, often completely missing the point the text is making for itself. Either way, we are applying the text to ourselves and sifting it through the lens of personal preference. Neither of these behaviors with regard to Scripture is acceptable for our work here. We do have to acknowledge that the text says what it does. The text won't be censored, but we must leave room for Paul to provide his own context for why he says what he does. In Scripture, the text always provides its own context, and we must often hear the entirety of Scripture in order to understand what it is so we will have to patiently and meticulously make our way through the text. So let's do that. The first Greek word I would like to point out today is the word for glory. Professing to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man. This word is doxa, and means praise, honor, and glory, and can be used in relation to the splendor of God or that which has divine quality. It comes from the word dokeo, which means to exercise a personal opinion to determine the value of something. Here I think Paul is saying that those who became fools exchanged the praise of God for something of their own making, based on their human understanding of value. We see next that they changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man. The word for incorruptible in Greek is aftartos, which actually means undecaying or imperishable. The word for corruptible is like it in Greek, thartos, and means perishable or corruptible. So those who became fools exchanged their praise of the undecaying, imperishable God to that which decays and perishes, like the image of man, birds, four-footed animals, and creeping things. The Greek is more specific about this image of corruptible man, saying that it is a likeness of an image of mortal or decaying man and animals. Paul is probably talking about statues and idols here. So on account of this idolatry, God gave them up to uncleanness in the lusts of their heart, 
to dishonor their bodies among themselves. The word to give up is para didomi, which comes from the words para and didomi, meaning from closely beside and to give. So God gave them up in a very close, personal way to their uncleanness and the lusts of their hearts. Heart in Greek is gardia, which literally means the heart, but refers to the mind, character, inner self, will, intention, or center of a person. It's interesting to note that this word for heart is used over 800 times in Scripture, in both the Old and New Testaments, but it never refers to the actual physical organ of the heart. It's only ever used figuratively. So let's end today with verse 25. Who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. Paul may be completing his thoughts on this particular behavior of worshipping and serving created things rather than the creator. I say this because it appears to us in our Bibles that he ends this passage with the word Amen which is amin in Greek. Amin means truly or verily, and when used at the end of sentences, like our prayers, can mean so let it be. However, despite the way amen seems to appear at the end of these verses, breaks like these are artificial to the text and added by our translators. Amen can also be used as an emphasis marker to introduce a statement of pivotal importance and to suggest that what was said is essential in interpreting the overall passage, of which we haven't completed yet. For now, let's just remember that the verses we covered today may have a lot to do with how we view the next several verses dealing with the human behaviors Paul will be speaking about. So let's review. We can miss the point Scripture is making for itself when we single out passages for our own agendas. We will continue to make our way through the text in a meticulous and careful but uncensored way. Paul speaks of those who became fools by exchanging the praise of God for something of their own making, based on their human understanding of value. The Creator is undecaying and imperishable, while the creation is perishable and corruptible. Because those Paul speaks of worship that which decays, he says God gave them up in a very personal way. The word amin may be adding emphasis to what Paul has just said or may be a pivotal link to what he's about to say next. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week for a new episode of Mary Read Scripture. Bye!